Well, that doesn't feel right. Dear Toilet Paper, it's me, Doug. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive. Wanna Whatever! Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. I'm Sam. And Jim. Portrait of a genius. Today, we cover episode 10, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 10, part one's title is Doug's Runaway Journal. I do not appreciate that Mr. Jenkins has decided to make this meta on us because this episode is about how dare you do a podcast about Doug. You think so? I didn't pull that from it. The entire thing is disturbingly meta insofar as it's a story of Doug writing a story in his journal about how, well, I lost my journal. I wasn't able to talk about the things that have happened in my life recently, and it makes quite a story. So I also also want to note here that Doug sits down to write a story that happened, but he can't because he lost his journal. So this is our chance to insert our own episode of Doug into the canon. And my idea for the episode is Doug had diarrhea in the shower. (laughs) I have have references in this episode for uh, evidence. I I will be bringing it up throughout the episode. I am fascinated and cannot wait to hear more. Hold on. So you're specifically saying... (laughs) Wait, let me try and poke holes in this theory. Is that okay? No? Yes, and... (laughs) (laughs) Look, the portent of yes, and is that I am yes, anding the scenario, not necessarily all of the ideas within it. I can play voice of reason here. No. (laughs) I've done improv before. (laughs) Doug did 9-11 and... Oh my god. All I know... I'm wiping the scene. (laughs) I wrote that that in my notes and I spelled diarrhea a different way every time, which tells you how smart I am. (laughs) Either not smart or real smart because you did it on purpose to make a bit. Right. You'll never know. You'll never know. (laughs) I leave it to you, dear reader, to decide for yourself. Okay, so before we get into these fucking grand mysteries that I don't know garbage shit about, uh, we open on what is literally happening, which is Porkchop dancing to music. Uh, He's dancing to a song called I'm a Dog, You're a Dog, Everybody Do the Dog, and then it just goes into like a fucking polka rap of different dog types. I'm a dog, you're a dog, everybody do the dog Ain't you gonna do the dog all day long Doberman, Pinscher, Beagle, Pekingese Cookie, Collie, Bulldog, Great Pyrenees Chase a car, there you are, sleeping round the clock What's up? for the cable man and chase Hey, what's up? Would you mind putting on your headphones? They wrote a whole rap about dogs but didn't bother to plot the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had a lot of fun coming up with a brand new what Jim Jenkins thinks rap is. I, and um I think it was added in there because they needed 
something that could be seen maybe as comedy because like there's no other reason for this to happen other than like hey look this dog's listening to music yeah pork chop is also air humping like while he's dancing (laughs) so like i thought this episode was extremely psychosexual and if anybody knows what psychosexual means please sound off in the comments (laughs) uh yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm sound, but why don't you tell us real quick? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I think no, he's smart. thinking about fucking. It's like it's okay. like fucking, but you use big, strong academic words, <laughs> which makes you big and strong in right. Exactly. Yes, My big, course. strong, swollen brain. <laughs> yes. That's what we all have here on the funny papers. <laughs> I have meningitis. <laughs> Doug induced <More>. meningitis. <laughs> Doug induced. <laughs> Inflammation of the Doug. I'm afraid it's terminal. Anyway, so okay, but in this episode, real quick, uh, so I gotta ask you: when he's saying "I'm a dog, you're a dog, everybody do the dog," is this a song? Please don't from do the, the dog. Well, hold up. Is this a all song day long? Re- <laughs> <laughs> Psychosexual. Yep. Yeah, put, put 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 the fucking rap in here. Whoever's editing this. Of course. This. But like, God, <laughs> you have to. But no one's gonna know what we're talking about, <laughs> right? It's very high level. Uh, but is this a song that's written from the perspective of a dog written by a human? Because in this universe, like dogs understand human speech, but they can't speak it. Right? Some like, dogs least- do. Like Porkchop does, the the dogs that Doug was walking in the episode where he had to get several jobs did not. They were just like fucking stupid dogs. So there's two levels. Of do- it's like Disney, how there's Goofy and Pluto. Right, there's the subservient underclass right. of the dogs <laughs> that don't understand speech. I mean, yeah, because like dog, uh, Porkchop's like sexy girlfriend understood speech, right? Like she Correct. could open doors. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but my point is though, this isn't a dog rapping, but it is an album made for dogs, right? I believe yeah, so, somebody yes. trying to break into the dog market. Yeah, I guess it's like how there are YouTube videos that you can leave on for your cat. This guy, like whoever did this, <laughs> whoever did this uh, rap is the uh, funny verse equivalent of Eminem in a white guy trying to break into a traditionally black art form. This was the first human trying to break into the incredibly lucrative dog rap setup i i bet you if we looked it up there is rap made for dogs i know there's i've heard an album of music made for plants uh, <laughs> hmm. it's called it's called plantasia it's good oh, <laughs> that goes both to you and to the writer but mostly to you it's good actually it's like it's like weird as electronic music mm-hmm. anyway so <laughs> Doug gets pissed that Porkchop is listening to this music too loud and he says, Would you mind putting on your headphones? Uh so turn I, off I wonder- that dog music. <laughs> turn Man. off that degenerate dog music. Yeah, like I wonder if this happens regularly, does Doug's family think that Doug is listening to this music? Doug's family doesn't even know if Doug's upstairs in his room or not. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Man, this house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, if you notice a young boy wanders into our bedroom to ask us a question and then we tell him to fuck off, dear? <laughs> this keeps happening. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who? 
who are you? <laughs> Where am I? It's like that. It's like that episode of uh, or that comic strip of Garfield where he realizes he's been living in an abandoned house this entire <laughs> the entire strip. And, and then, then just never referenced again. Yeah, and then, yeah. then just Jim Davis moves on just to something else. But like, just yeah, okay, fine. By the way, I did this one strip back in I don't fucking know, like eighty six, suggesting that the entire strip is Garfield hallucinating as he dies, and it defines the entire lore of Garfield for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like how a lot of the jokes in Doug, you have to pause the episode to understand. <laughs> because there wasn't enough time to put them into the episode proper. But you had right, enough time to, to write a dog rap. Yep. <laughs> you had enough time to just put in the rest of this horse shit that doesn't correlate to an actual plot. Speaking okay. of a distinct absence of an actual plot, it's just about to kick off. Yeah, so another episode where Doug just like drifts through the episode dreamily, <laughs> not doing really anything. Everything is happening to him. I mean, the the first question is like he loses his journal, right? Why does he take yeah. his journal anywhere? Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> like you're, he doesn't write in it outside no. of his room. And we know no, in right? the second part of this episode that even when he does doodles he does it on loose pieces of paper. He doesn't use his journal. Yes, he's done that forever. Like, would they remember that time that he was like doodling a picture of himself in jail in class? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't in his journal. Even though that probably should have been a private drawing. <laughs> like, that wasn't in his journal. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense that he would carry something that you'd be so worried about losing. And also like Throughout this episode, like, Doug owns a backpack, right? Like, we see this in the episode, but most of the time he's just carrying books around with no backpack. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, in his hand. This episode like, doesn't have, like, a lot of logical or internally logic, like, the, the co- logical consistency of this episode is fucked up. Yeah. And we say that about every episode, but, but this, this one's is pretty bad. Yeah. This one, yeah. like, children would be able to notice this. Yeah. Right. Like, like and, me. And to this end. <laughs> And to this end, we should reference here, uh, the animation in this episode is a little off. Like, it, it is very similar to the pilot episode's animation. Like, the episode where uh, Doug went to the school dance and he dressed as the slug, right? Yeah. Um, so, to me, this says that this episode was one of the first ones they ever wrote. Yeah. But they went, the- they, they, said, they said, wait, there isn't enough stakes yet. Like, you don't know that the journal is so yeah. important to Doug yet. Um, but we'll just put this off for later. Fuck it. Put it in the tank. Yeah, it care, feels right? like it could have been, like, the intro episode insofar as it's establishing that the journal is something of deep importance to Doug. Except for, well, it really, outside of this episode, is it? I don't what's think it's, it's, it's just a framing device for the show. What's also really funny is in the pilot, he refers to his journal as Dear Diary. And, yes! <laughs> and in this episode, which we think was, was animated right after the pilot, he has a huge problem with calling his journal a diary. And if you'll remember in episode two of the Funny Papers, I thought that the pilot wasn't canon because he referred to his journal as a diary. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of weirdness going on here. Starting That's with an- as when he oh. starts freaking out and searching for his journal everywhere, he's, of course, tearing apart his room. And it turns out that Doug stores his underpants in the middle drawer of his dresser, proving he is a madman and not to be trusted. Where do, where do you store your underpants? <laughs> Top drawer, like a, like a civilized human being. 
I stack them on my bookshelf. <laughs> I don't have a dresser, so I put them in the top of the closet in a pile. <laughs> I put them on the floor. <laughs> I put them on my body. <laughs> at every time, Mike is wearing eight distinct sets of underpants, ready to be rotated right. at a moment's notice. I shed it like a snake skin. <laughs> yeah, I just throw away underwear after I wear them once. Right. I take the bottom layer and I cut it off with a pocket knife and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> proving that Doug is less of a madman than you thought. Right. Uh, oh my Doug God. is normal now. <laughs> Canon. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Doug loses his journal. Uh, that's the whole reason he wanted Porkchop to turn the volume down on the on the dog rap is because he wanted to write in his journal. Can't find it anywhere. Tears his whole room apart. Porkchop uh, is now free to just dog rap dance as loud as he fucking wants to. So... <laughs> Get up, enjoy yourself, Pork Chop. Have a good day. Right. Pork Chop probably threw it out the window because he was sick of putting on headphones. <laughs> Ain't <laughs> shit funny. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Doug starts, starts. he's like, all right, it's not in my room. Therefore, oh, God, it's got to be lost, right? Uh, so he starts tearing apart his house. Uh, he moves out into the hallway. Can I just chime and- in real fast just about the general mm-hmm. core conceit here? This is not an awful episode concept. This is a thing that every kid has done at some point or another. Like, you get incredibly worked up about the fact you lost something that was important to you, and ultimately it either turns out, oh, duh, I put it somewhere stupid, I'm kind of embarrassed I got that worked up about this, or they reconcile themselves to the fact a bad thing has happened through probably some fault of their own. Very clearly, neither of these are on the table for this episode, (laughs) but you could have a decent moral with that as your setup premise. Of course, Jim Jenkins fucks it up. Instead, this one barely has a moral. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, this one, like, barely has a moral. Um, It just is a sequence of events that happen, which I guess, like, most shows that's what you're there for is just here's some stuff that happened, yeah. right? But, but the stuff is supposed bef- to be, at least be kind of interesting. No part of this is interesting. <laughs> right. It's mostly just dug on a tour of the town. Yeah. Um, but okay, so let's, uh, as as he's tearing apart the house, uh, we see again, I remember there was a callback uh, at one point, one of our early episodes, we noticed that in Doug's, the hallway of their house, they have a picture of their house and that's still there. Yep. That's right? awesome. <laughs> It's the We're only picture they have in the picture of the house. Yeah, the backgrounds in this episode look like a pre-rendered video game background. It's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, no, there's also right. just, uh, like, okay, so as Doug is wandering out into the hallway, Doug, what on earth are you doing, says Judy. Doug is flipping through a copy of Beatman, of course, that's left out on a floor lamp table in the middle of a hallway. The lamp on the lamp table has two pink triangles on its shade, which is a weird design choice. You turn on that lamp and two gigantic pink triangles are going to be <laughs> splashed across the upstairs wall, which is... Yeah, that's true. That's a weird call. And if you that's go normal. even... If you go like a half level under that, the pink triangle started off as a symbol for homosexuals in Nazi Germany and then got co-opted in the way that such symbols often do as a symbol for gay pride. So good on Judy for trying to come out to her parents through the medium of symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> I I have actually heard um, that Judy Funny is kind of an icon in that. Like really? in the I could world. see it. I could see it. I've heard that. Interesting. Uh, it's 
Like it's of course it's not like a super common thing. I wouldn't. I like. And there's no a, way in hell Jim Jenkins would have ever signed off on it. Oh no way! But like I've heard that this become a thing lately. I could um, absolutely see that as far as oh hey, there's this cool sister who demonstrates no interest in boys and has a half shaved head and does all sorts of cool artsy stuff. I could see yeah. that being a thing. And honestly, you could pick worse icons especially from this show like i hope that Doug is not an icon for anything but judy's like kind of a cool character right i could see if you had to pick somebody in this show to represent anything positive i think judy's (laughs) probably right on up there because the next best one is skeeter and skeeter is an incredibly sinister presence in a number of ways (laughs) right well, Doug threatens to cream a sister, and I will not be extrapolating it further on this. Yeah, he does that again. We're, we're back. We're back to this. Yeah, real believable threat there, Doug. <laughs> they like, really need to stop using that term. <laughs> like, Judy treats the threat from her little brother with all due sincerity, in that she immediately just dismisses it and just owns the shit out of it. No, I haven't seen your diary, Doug. Right. Yeah, Doug is like, oh my god, I, if you read it, I'm gonna cream you. And like, oh god. I mean, Doug is also, <laughs> Doug is also like really upset about people calling his journal a diary, which is like, why? Like, is do you is it just because the word isn't masculine enough? I, yes, yes, I think that's it. Like, like I think, he's having a crisis of masculinity over a word. This word sounds gay. <laughs> oh my god. He says what covered doing. in the pink that's triangle as he says that. That's what he's doing. It's it's stupid. Like it's the same thing. Who gives shit? Yeah, like but, it's the action figures versus dolls thing. Yes, exa- it's called it's called anime mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's manga mom. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what this is. <laughs> so okay. By the way, we'll uh, be coming back to that well later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We never leave that well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We live in the well. <laughs> right. So uh, she says, and, and, and when he says, like, he's freaking out, he's searching all over the place, he looks in the toilet, which, okay. Hot, yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. shitter. He, the reason he looks in the toilet, because in the previous episode, he missed the toilet while having diary in the shower. <laughs> okay. Is this the beginning of your grand theory? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most important step you were about to gloss over. <laughs> We have to spend several minutes analyzing him looking in the toilet for a diary. (laughs) While Judy's tagging along, looking at her little brother, freaking out, looking at the shitter, says, Doug, you're falling apart in front of my eyes. You need to center, collect yourself, look within. And when she does that, she takes her sunglasses up. It's the first time, and I think the only time, when we ever see her actual eyes. And she has the same beady eyes as Doug. Which makes sense, right? I but, mean, but neither of their parents have the same beady eyes. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> Shit. Maybe they're adopted That's... twins, and Doug's just been held back like two grades. <laughs> Wait, Doug's dad wears glasses. Actually, does Doug's mom wear glasses? I forget. No. Yeah. yeah. Does she? Yeah, I think so. If they both wear glasses, that would explain why. It amplifies their tiny, yeah. beady, little shitty ah, eyes to the point they can I be seen. Which also okay. means that both Doug and Judy are probably mostly blind. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's how he lost his journal. They're just too proud to ever get glasses. Or perhaps Phil just doesn't believe in child eye care. (laughs) They need to toughen up. (laughs) Also, I just just realized this. Another reason he's mad at the word diary is because it's similar to the word diarrhea, which he had in the shower. I thought that was literally what you were just saying. No. No. He looks in the toilet because he missed the toilet while having diarrhea in the shower. Keep up. You've got to keep up. (laughs) Take notes. A lot of high-level concepts being explored here on the Funny Papers. Yeah. So I also got to say that when Judy puts her sunglasses up uh, and you can see her eyes, she smiles. And it's one of the few times that we see Judy smile. She's usually one of like the characters. Yeah, she's usually incredibly dismissive. Cool yeah. Yeah. And she's like showing care. And for the rest of the episode, she isn't wearing her sunglasses. Like and the whole rest of the episode, they're just gone. She's also just um, kind of out of character for the rest of the episode, too. There is no... Mm-hmm. There are no stings of Judy's theme of a cool person is dismissing her shitty little brother. She's mm-hmm. just kind of there. Odd. Yeah. I think this may also be a very early episode from before yes. they'd worked out what her character was. Yes. And they weren't like, they probably just drew her with glasses on at one point and then they were like, okay, that was actually kind of interesting because it gave her character. Let's never take them off again. <laughs> yes. Okay, she's in the bathroom. She can take off her sunglasses while she's in the bathroom. <laughs> but only there. <laughs> there will be no other scenes with Judy in the bathroom. <laughs> this is it. God. <laughs> okay, so, like, she she tells him to look within and... Uh, and Doug, sleep on it. And yeah. sleep on it, right. And so Doug is like, all right, great. I'll go to bed. Uh, and he has a dream about his journal on like a conveyor belt in a dump in the storm. Like there's lightning and there's seagulls flying everywhere for some reason in this dump. And uh, it's it's inching ever closer to a giant boot that's smashing all like the other garbage, including Doug's journal. The right? journal that is also him starts screaming, save me, Doug. You're my best friend. Right, and so this this tells me that even in Doug's dreams, he knows that his writing is trash. <laughs> also, also, that he's as he is born helplessly towards the all destroying boot. Both he yeah. and the record of his deeds are utterly powerless to do anything but just sit there and whine about the relentless advance of history. <laughs> so this is 1000% a rip off of the brave little toaster. Yes. You even see a toaster like going by on yes. the conveyor belt. Also, this is the first part where I noticed this episode was sort of like psychosexual because there's a giant <laughs> boot about to step on his face and the noises that he make are just like <laughs> And then du- and it ends with a steam whistle blowing off and Doug wakes up sweating. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's, that's the noise I make. Because anyway, I'm, I'm normal. <laughs> the noise you make when you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's. it's Oh my god, there's so many layers to that. But I, I think really all they were intending is they were like, hey, people love the Brave Little well, Toaster. Yeah, no, because like when you do something psychosexual, you never intend it. You never mean to accidentally let everybody know way too much about what you're into. (laughs) 
just sort of comes out, you know? Yeah. Just sort of, like it hasn't never Two-two. happened before in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, step on me, relentless advance of time. <laughs> so, yeah, so Doug wakes up sweating, and he immediately is like, wow, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my pants are ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I take advice from Judy? (laughs) Why did I sleep? Why did I sleep? That's when the other realm attacks me. Now they know where and what I am. I gotta go to the middle drawer to change my underwear. Okay, so he wakes up and he's like, "Man, that was dumb." So <laughs> let's it's, let's t- let's I should retrace my steps from all day of yesterday and you know find out where I left it. And so of course he's walking backwards because that's a joke, right? Yeah, he's literally uh-huh. retracing his steps. Jokes. <laughs> 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 That's a good joke. And this is the point where I thought I saw where Jim Jenkins was going with this, and it actually kind of be a funny gag. Because you see, as Doug is retracing his steps, he's bringing two red books with him. And I thought that for a second, he's setting up a, oh no, you're just so used to carrying it around with you, you forgot Uh. you were holding it. No, that actually goes nowhere, and the fact that Doug is holding those books is never made relevant in any fucking way. Oh, right. I forgot He's... to mention that on the journal in his, like, his, like, fantasy, the journal has Doug's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, anyway, sorry to interrupt the, the It's a view there. into his soul. <laughs> it's, it's an important note that we have to hit, because, no, please, the giant boot is going to step on my face. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> But anyway, I'm gonna hate this. Oh, Oh God. Speaking of things that we hate, uh, Doug (laughs) is retracing his steps literally, and uh, he runs across Skeeter, who notices that Doug. Did you know that you're backwards? Asks Skeeter very sincerely, which I can only read as Doug is wondering if. He's wondering if Doug has become in tune with one of the higher powers. Have you recited the words and thrown wide the gates to the house of Baal Shamharoth? Nah, I'm just looking for my journal. Cool. Mind if I join you? I thought it was more so because he, he says, hey, did you know you're backwards? And I, th- I think he wasn't referring to Doug's walking stance. He's just saying in general that he's a backwards ass dude. Do you right? know that you just suck in general, Doug? <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, I'm looking for my journal. Wow, that was a weird oh, non-response. Yeah, that's not what I was asking. I was just asking if you know that you're on a course to disaster and personal ruin. <laughs> right? No, I don't. Okay, good. Just checking. Okay, well, just check it. You know, maybe you'll figure it out someday. Right? Yeah, and they also go to the Honker Burger, and they walk backwards. They walk backwards through the drive through line, which I guess is where Doug was the previous day. Yeah, that raises <laughs> a number of interesting questions. Like, well, wait, hold on. There's a point here where Skeeter like, Skeeter, what if someone found it? My personal life will be all over school. A blank, sucking nullity. A total void. Nothing anyone can remember. Seriously, you, the one listening to this podcast for reasons that are not clear to either you or us. One, thank you very much for listening. Two, Yeah, thanks, we like you. Yeah, thanks. What do you remember from middle school? I remember like a half dozen random images, mostly sitting around homeroom being bored. Oh no, you have the journal of a middle schooler. 
this is just going to set everybody's life on fire. Okay, it would, though. Like, think about that. You, if you write down all the things that you're embarrassed about and your primary motivation in life is to avoid being embarrassed, like, uh, I mean, come on. Like, that's... It would be earth-shattering if yeah, someone found be, this journal. That would be horrifying. Um, this episode sort of reminds me of the Black Mirror episode, uh, Shut Up and Dance, and I'm not going to be elaborating on this because it'll get canceled. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. I'm, it doesn't remind me I didn't watch it. <laughs> Amazing. We're going to get canceled for a bunch of reasons. Imagine, yeah. Yeah, just imagine how dull a read that journal would be. Like, I know Doug will be just absolutely freaked out about this, but Sam, you actually cracked a joke about this very early on the podcast about, oh, you open up Doug's journal, you start looking at it, and, oh, I've learned a lesson about respecting other people's privacy. This is boring. This is incredibly fucking boring. Okay, yeah, it's super fucking boring, but it also says, like, I love Patty Manners, and, like, that would... You don't want that spreading around, that you're writing stalker-ass things about a girl who barely knows you, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, get into I think it, it, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, uh, we like, need to get to the part where uh, he starts, actually... Because he, he goes to the Honker Burger, and he, like, sticks his mouth right up to the fucking, like, speaker of the of the Honker Burger, which is yeah. like, why? That's really gross, Doug. <laughs> He just licks it. Yeah. He's just like, mmm, tastes like fries. <laughs> tastes like beets. Like, they say the special is scrambled beets and beet juice, which leads me to believe that, like, maybe beets are something else in this universe. Interesting. Like, what's a scrambled beet? Like, it's just, it's not even, it doesn't even make sense as a non sequitur. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just a mashed up beet, but then that would make beet juice. So this is just beets that you put in a blender. <laughs> like... This is a beet milkshake, more or less. Uh, it's really awful. Like, man, you're... T- okay, to be a little base real quick, like, you're talking that this is a, a metaphor for Doug having diarrhea in the shower. Like, when you <laughs> <Yes>! eat... When, <laughs> when you eat beets, that makes you have a problem, right? Like, have you ever had a panic attack after eating beets because you look in the toilet and it is all red? Yep. I've never, that's never happened to me. I've never had a beet in my life. Okay, well, if you ever eat a beet, make note of it and then, like, <laughs> have a calming moment the next time you go to the bathroom and you're just like, oh, I gotta go to the hospital. Go to right? the, make sure to stand in the shower and have diarrhea, just like Doug. <laughs> yeah. As a general note. Um, okay, so they don't find his journal at the Honker Burger. They, well, don't, they don't go inside the Honker Burger. They just go to the drive-thru. And right. Yeah. right. That's probably where it fucking was so, the whole time. So come up later. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're like, all right, the only place we ever go is the drive-thru line, which is not true at all. But no, in fact, this is whatever. the first time you've ever been to the drive-thru line. Yes. Uh, so, okay, so he's like, all right. Maybe it's at school, the place I go every day. Well, he goes to the library first, and he manages to ask the dumbest possible question in the loudest voice possible. Right, he says, have you seen a book here? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And he's screaming at the librarian. <laughs> it's the only time Doug has ever screamed. Yeah. When he asks a dumbass question. I haven't seen your diary. Journal! Shh. Okay, I haven't seen your journal. 
<laughs> and and he doesn't clarify at all. Like like she's like, yeah, we've seen a lot of books, and he's like, obviously, I've been my journal, idiot. Like, <laughs> it's like okay, okay, thank you, Doug. I this scene was utterly pointless, and I that wasn't humor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's but loud in the was... library. It's funny because you're not supposed to be loud in the library. Be quiet in the library. So then they go to school, and Doug's like, he, he makes a note to say, that's right, I had it at school. Like, why, why? A, why would he bring it to school? And B, like, if you're going to retrace your steps, like, yeah, you're you're gonna go to school. See, isn't he already like super late for school now? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Because yeah. he woke up. At, it shows him waking up at seven o'clock, and he goes to all these different places. So yeah, he's like, he's probably like an hour or two late to school. Nobody cares either. Who cares? They don't care. His teachers don't care when he runs into them. Uh, and he goes into the school now. When we enter the school, I know I harp on this a lot, but we hear we hear someone go. Hi, Skunky. He, he, he. This school is obsessed with Skunky Beaumont. <laughs> Who is Skunky Beaumont? I hope we actually meet him. You don't. The only time you've <laughs> referred to this, if <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the podcast, A, welcome. B, we're sorry. C, they refer to this character all the time. Like, anytime they need a random throwaway name, they're like, hey, Skunky Beaumont, that was a funny name, right? And they just do it all the time. But we... I, I can only assume he, like, is a, some kind of controlling factor in this universe, right? Oh, God. So, Doug is nervous because as he goes into the school, he hears other people laughing. And this brings him intense fear because traditionally the only source of joy in this universe is Doug's pain, right? Yep. So, he's like, all right, they must have found my journal, right? It's the only reason people can laugh at me. <laughs> is because not yeah. several other valid reasons to laugh at Doug. <laughs> not because life has joy in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he has a fantasy uh, about the three people that he sees, those being BB, Roger, and Mr. Bone, uh, making fun of him for the various things in his journey. Mr. Bone doing a public service announcement to the school about how bad Doug's journal is. Right. But in in Mr. Bones' observation, his crack is that Doug observed that Mr. Bones' ears wiggle when he gets mad, which they then do in the fantasy. So Bone is mad that Doug is observant, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is also very, like, psychosexual because there's a bunch of giant heads yelling at him while he goes, oh, no. Right, yeah, Doug is Doug is responding to each one of these points. He's like saying, oh, no, oh, God. I'm sorry I wrote down that I had these thoughts. I'm sorry I noticed these things. Please, I'll just stick my head in the ground and hopefully that'll make it all better. Like, Isn't one of the things that he's afraid to take out the garbage at night? Like one of the yeah. things that's, oh, man. I mean, that is scary That's very sometimes. embarrassing. Yeah. Is it, though? I've been afraid to do that. <laughs> I'm One time I old. saw a rat in the alleyway. <laughs> it was scary. The raccoon is more afraid of you than you are of it. <laughs> Not that a said, raccoon. That said, the raccoon, a rat. the raccoon is also more willing to gouge your eyes out and eat them than you are it. So, I mean, it's kind of, it, it evens out. I could beat up a raccoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying a raccoon. Those are cute and nice. <laughs> oh, they're not rat. nice. They're little assholes. 
I know, but I'm saying a rat. Rats are scary rat. and they're assholes. <laughs> you take okay. at least ten rats. Rats are our allies in the coming wars. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe I'm the only one who gets scared to take the trash out. Maybe, maybe Roger should make fun of me in this fantasy. considering roger later on will make fun of all three of us i don't think we can really argue about that (laughs) okay so when the way that this closes out is this fantasy closes out is bone uses the phrase we'll see who's wiggling when i record this in your permanent record (laughs) just wiggle out all you can man well, I think it's that Bone will continue to be wiggling as he writes it in his permanent record and is like loving it. He's like, oh yeah, this makes me wiggle. It's good to see <laughs> that someone else is appreciating my undulations. Yes. <laughs> oh, my oh. Mrs. Wingo notices Doug looking confused and just kind of steps in. Hey, you doing all right there, kid? Yeah, note, this is his teacher. He's definitely late for class. He has one teacher. He's definitely late for class. He's just like, oh, hey, what you doing there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you doing okay, Doesn't bud? give a shit. I just stepped out of class having told everybody in there to, I don't know, work on another book report. Why are you standing in the middle of the hallway gaping? <laughs> so, again. <laughs> so, yeah, Wingo asked Doug if he's doing okay. He says that he lost his journal, and uh, Wingo responds by saying that some of the greatest writers have had their journals published, and it's given us insights into their genius. Also, a lot and of incredibly bad writers whose journals sucked a ton. <laughs> right, or journals that got published from writers that with them we were like, oh, they were kind of bad people. <laughs> They thought about a lot of things that aren't that great. By the way, if you ever um, want a really good read that takes somebody from a titan of classical literature to, oh, God, fuck. Uh, was it James Joyce, Sam, who yes, has all- letters to Nora something. Yep. Google that. Google that one. <laughs> Again, and, uh, I don't want to get canceled. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are we getting canceled by James Joyce? <laughs> yeah, James Joyce's letters were, uh, yeah, uh, People say that our generation invented sexting. They are wrong. We did, however, invent doing it in a way that's not horribly, crushingly eternal. Because James Joyce wrote some letters to the woman he was in love with, and James Joyce was into some shit. Was he, like, very specific? Incredibly so. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's good. Did he draw pictures of himself in a quail man outfit? He drew word <laughs> pictures that I believe the the word fart is used in ways the word fart is not usually <laughs> stinky used. Stinky farts in my mouth, something like that. <laughs> Are you serious? I am not, ma- serious. not making that we shit should, up. That's I, real. I, uh, we might just want to put in a recording of some of the... Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> That'll get us canceled. <laughs> Oh my god. I did not. Okay. Is James Joyce alive or dead? Dead. I don't know. (laughs) He's actually still alive and writing podcasts today. (laughs) I'm so stupid. My point is, I don't think. My point is, I want a. Okay, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna make it so that only that part of this whole statement comes out from you, Jim. Fair enough. <laughs> you just said that. That's the stinger. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> How could this have been foreseen? <laughs> so so now that we've learned a bit to, about each other, <laughs> we go into loser land. Where yeah. uh, the the show can't even pretend to have like sophisticated writing. They go to like bookstore. Yeah, it's just like uh, Doug goes genius, and then he imagines himself at like a book release where it's releasing just his journal as a book. Okay, fine, but then like just, like they ask, "Hey, Doug!" Like the reporters ask, "Hey, Doug, why do you write?" Oh about no, no, no! You know? I do have to point out in here the signing. It is a signing party for Doug's journal, "Portrait of a Genius." It rules so much. Finally, yeah. the world will know I'm afraid of night garbage. Yep. <laughs> Someone else is, too. Yay. <laughs> Wait, so go on, continue with your thoughts, Sam. Uh, so the reporter asks, hey, why do you write about people you know? And Doug goes, why, yes, I like to write about people I know. It gives my work that mm, people I know feeling. That's what their idea of sophisticated writing is here. It would be funny if it was played as a goof, but it's not played as a goof. You know, it's played completely straight. Well, the only way that it might be played as a goof is that Doug has, like, a really shitty British accent when he says it. So, like, maybe they're, like, kind of winking that Doug thinks this, but also he's a giant baby moron. So, (laughs) I don't know. Also, we see in this that Doug's parents are at the book signing, and... Doug's parents rarely show up in Doug's fantasy. They had to drive the him only- there. He's still living at home. <laughs> well, no, specifically, I think the only times that Doug's parents show up in his fantasies is the time when Doug is successful, right? So they showed up in the fantasy when Doug was the mayor. And they sh- I think that's really the only other time that they showed up in his fantasies. Oh, God. So when Doug does a good job and is financially successful is when his parents support him. So Jim Jenkins imagines his parents have to be there any time that he's... God, we're just glimpsing the inside of that man's head, and it's not pretty in there. <sighs> yeah, I no, don't the, know. The I... only role his parents have, it, that Doug's parents have had so far in this show, outside of the one thing where they were an obverse bit when Grandma was in there, are <laughs> forces of judgment and forces of who need to sign off to guarantee that I have been successful. Like, there is no understanding that self-esteem could come from a place other than mom and dad say, it's okay, I'm cool now. And capitalism. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yes. I, I, I think it's also strange that, like, Doug was afraid... This whole time, Doug's been afraid that people are going to find out his secrets, but he's fine if they pay for them. Yep. Right? <laughs> like, he's fine if they come to buy them from the store and then he's successful from them. He doesn't care. If they that monetize these- my secrets, then it's okay. Right, he doesn't care that all these people would read that he loves petty mayonnaise. Yeah. It's, it's fine if they pay for it. <laughs> As long as they paid to hear about the time that I diarrhea in the shower, then... (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is free. (laughs) This is how I I win. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. And and so Doug snaps out out of this fantasy, and he thinks to himself that... 
Like, this might be okay, that people, it'd be okay if people, like, see his works, because the reason being that they'd see my sketches, and they'd see my unique writing style. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you think is unique, unique writing style I, about? I, would, I just, like, zoned out here, and I thought how funny it would be to keep, like, a log of how many times and what you jacked off to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'm so bored at this point of the episode. I, just, like, I can't even concentrate. Yeah, no. We skip on ahead to, uh, like, they'll know how I feel about patty mayonnaise. And Doug is zipped back into reality as he sees that, oh, patty is there. And the animation here is intensely creepy because Doug is all hunched over and kind of looking up in patty's direction. Like, the overall impression is this is some golem shit. As just the voice actor who was not told to match performance to uh, animation, it just says, "Oh, hey, Patty." You're like, "Oh no, I lost my journal." Wow, that sounds like it sucked. People see like people see all sorts of embarrassing stuff. Anyway, see ya. <laughs> my mayonnaise. <laughs> Boy, Patty, you sure do know how to hit the nail on the head. Patty, please nail my head. <laughs> Nasty nails are hard. <laughs> anyway, as she says, Doug <laughs> completely ignore that. <laughs> I just get, yeah, no, I'm deeply. I have a reaction to that statement. Anyway, Doug <laughs> imagines tell. himself spiraling backwards into hell as Patty says, "See ya." Where Roger and Minions are laughing at the daily honkers. Doug loves Patty Mayonnaise headline. Right, and so Doug is like, "All right." I gotta find this journal, right? And so he starts putting up journal is missing signs like all over the neighborhood uh, that say, on them, it says, please call Jumbo 1559. Which, like, is that like a CB radio code? It's like a VoIP. It's like a VoIP <laughs> extension. Yeah, we know yeah. that Jumbo. Like they have fucking Ethernet in 1991. Yeah. Jumbo <laughs> is the street Doug lives on. We know this from earlier. So. Yes. Yeah. One five five nine. Okay. Um. Questions. Maybe phones work differently in this universe. Yes. <laughs> maybe you still have to talk to an operator before you can connect to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Please call this mailing address. No, I don't know how phones work. Yeah. Uh, so I I thought they were here. They were going to try and make a joke too. I thought they were going to do that old joke of like he puts up a million of them within like one square block, but that like isn't shown at all. Yeah, like no. it's just oh he's put them everywhere, literally everywhere on the whole. Doug has killed right? a tree and emptied out the library's printer ink to put up a bunch of posters saying, "Please give me my journal." Just make a new yeah. journal with the fucking posters, Doug. It's all paper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because in the next scene, he tries to write on other things. Like it's not. It's so. It's not specifically that like people will see his secrets in this. Is that he like it isn't the same to write on something else. And notably, he doesn't try to write in another journal. He or tries to write yeah. or on paper, right? And he addresses each thing that he tries to write on, and that's what feels off about it. Like he says, his two choices are. Dear multicolored loose leaf and dear toilet paper. And he keeps the toilet paper in his room ever since he had diarrhea in the shower. <laughs> Actually, okay, this is the first genuine bit of evidence that I see track because why does he have toilet paper in his room if not for Boom! that? Boom! I thought he ducked out to go get some, no? Nope. No. This doesn't leave <laughs> his desk. Room. He has toilet paper at to his believe. desk for some reason. 
Oh my god. See, this is fucking airtight foolproof theory. Yeah, no, I I think we can't really dispute this now. It's all right. Yes. (laughs) Give me this. We will give you the diarrhea in the shower, Sam. (laughs) After eating a lot of beets. Dear toilet paper, it's me, Doug. I'm about to jack off now. (laughs) Oh my god. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Doug gets a phone call. Uh, Judy Judy says that Doug has a phone call, and that someone found his journal, and they're at the Honker Burger. Hey, maybe he left it at the Honker. Maybe he should have gone inside. Yeah, go inside the fucking Honker Burger. You fucking dingus. Yeah, yeah you were retracing uh, your steps. Instead of licking the speaker. <laughs> yeah. And she uh, and he's like, oh, who found it? And Judy goes, It's Roger Klotz. <gasps> Roger? And she says it with a grin. She's like, Ooh, he's gonna get you now. And then Doug, in horror and shock, finally pierces the veil and imagines the most unimaginable horror. He imagines somebody describing his day and his traits to an audience for purposes of humor. That's right, viewers. Doug <laughs> imagines this podcast. Yeah, right. Well, specifically, he imagines a certain type. Now, Sam, you were the one who recognized this correlation. Uh, give us a rundown of what he's imagining here. He imagines Roger doing a stand-up comedy bit in front of, like, it, uh, it looks very stereotypically 90s stand-up comedy. Brick wall, him standing, uh, like, him like sort of standing on a stool but not really and then fucking roger talks like the goddamn dice man andrew dice clay he's like he's like doing the cadence like he'll say the joke and go oh theater journal don't tell anyone but i ripped the seat out of my pants yesterday and had to staple it back together Right, <laughs> which is, it's crazy. Like, Sam sent us last night when, like, before we were about to record this, he's like, look, I need you to watch this so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he sent us a clip of I lost Andrew several Clay. very important brain cells that I will now have forever recording. Oh! <laughs> and it's so bad. It's like, Andrew Dice Clay is, like, doing these jokes, and the audience is, like, finishing his jokes for him, right? They're all nursery like, rhymes. They're nursery rhymes, but then, like, he, like, swears during them. But and everyone in the lewd. audience... They're lewd. And everyone in the audience is, like, losing their fucking shit and, like, repeating his jokes. I feel like most comics would hate this so bad, but this right? Is a, hey! Dice, man! Hey, I haven't had a coat with any new material <laughs> oh. since 1987. Oh! Yeah, he's doing exactly the same stand-up back into, to, in 2020. It's great. <laughs> I need to I need to see it live. He's, I, he has, I think he has an Oscar nod at this point. <laughs> and he's still doing For fucking hickory dickory dock. Last night Patty sucked my cock. Ow! <laughs> so bad. It really sucks. Like, it's it's like I imagine that like his audience is just like he's just doing it at a nursing home. <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> 
doing this for old people who have seen him a hundred times before and they're like limply being like oh that's such it's such a wild reference for a cartoon show because like in the 90s stand-up wasn't nearly as big as it is today like nobody actually really wanted to do stand-up even though it was insanely popular so like people wouldn't even necessarily get the reference as adults like somebody on the writing staff knew who the dice man was and wanted to reference him and specifically like the dice man was like being loose and this is a show that's like specifically trying to not be lewd right and so like their choice of stand-up comedian is someone who makes their entire bit after like saying hey there's this banal piece of garbage that no but that everybody knows and nobody cares about what if i made it horny oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like his entire bit so yeah jenkins just loves the dice man i guess i guess christ (laughs) Or he just didn't get the reference when the writer put it in. Yeah, they didn't tell him because they, they wanted to snuck sneak it in, in there. Dice Man, the, like one of the most boring episodes of the show to the day. Of of all the things to sneak in, yeah, right. they want to put in the dice. I also was laughing about like you know how we we keep talking about like the Doug version of Riverdale, like the uh-huh. serious adult Doug. I just imagine Doug going to a stand up open mic and like laughing. Just like the idea, not even I can't even imagine anything he would say or try to do a joke. But the idea of Doug it's sincerely it's trying to do stand yeah. went up the water spout. It's so God. funny in my head him trying to do an open mic. Well, we've seen fantasies of him uh-huh. trying to do an open. I'd mic. rather be anywhere but math class. Oh! <laughs> More like he just says, but he does that, but then he goes math ass and he goes, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so Roger's doing all these bits uh, and he does like things. He's like, oh, I thought I, he says, I thought I grew hair under my arms and it was just grass from the yard. Oh! And he's also like, there's one thing that he says is that in it that Doug is allergic to mustard. And I want to remember this. <laughs> I want to put a pin in this thought to see if it's ever brought back that he's allergic to mustard. Mustard too spicy for him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Male-ass like, white boy. I'm pretty sure that he's had burgers with mustard on them. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> Can't take anything from this. <laughs> but I have in my notes, I have, remember this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So we go back to reality, and Doug has arrived at the Honker Burger. Uh, he, he arrives in, and everyone's laughing at stuff, and he's like, oh, God, they're probably all laughing at me. And he finds Roger in the back, sitting by himself, like looking kind of distraught, like just not not happy, right? And Roger is like, you know, uh, well, he walks up to him and Doug is like, you know, you you probably know a lot about me now. You can probably blackmail me forever. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't, says Roger kind of weirdly. Right. And so he's like saying all this stuff, you know, oh, you probably know this. You you probably can get whatever you want from me forever or something. Basically stuff like that. Uh, and no Roger, subtext like, here. <laughs> <laughs> and like by all rights, like as a bully, Roger could just be like, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, this uh-huh. is an absolute yeah, gimme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I own you forever, right? Like, yeah, exactly. But Roger's just like, oh no, here's your di- here's your journal. I didn't read it. Right? Yeah, it was like, it's the, like no, like wait, you didn't read it? Like I didn't read your journal, funny. I would have been glad to read your stupid journal, but I couldn't. You couldn't? You call this handwriting? It's nothing but chicken scratches. If I were you, pal, I'd learn how to type. 
fast. Which is right. total horse shit. But the way Roger's animated this whole time is his posture is like he's very clearly incredibly uncomfortable. And this is the point where I've said it was going to come up later. It The time has come. We must discuss anime. For those perfect, this there is there is a word for this behavior that the anime people came up with, and then it turns out it applies to like half of all shows with a romantic subplot in them. The word is sundere. Yeah, (laughs) I got it. We got you, Jim. (laughs) For those of you who haven't been eaten by the anime disease, soon means angry, dare means sweet. So a Sundari is someone who is publicly very antagonistic towards someone to hide that they actually really like them. You know, like an easy half of all female leads in any movie with a romantic subplot ever, and a solid quarter of the men. Like, it, it's not like I like you or anything, is kind of the character-defining line. And Roger's whole approach here makes no sense if he's a bully, but makes a lot of sense if he's trying not to say, well, I could have hurt you, but... It's not like I actually secretly like you or anything funny. We're explaining a lot of the fan art of Roger and Doug hugging right here. <laughs> right. Hugging. I, I thought... The, <laughs> yes. yes. Hugging. <laughs> so I thought that, like, this was going to be the moment that they do that, that he would, like, to me, he's being, like, like I totally understand what you're saying, but to me, he's being literal. He's saying, like, I actually wish I could have given you shit, but I couldn't I can't read, read. It, right? But like, but like to me, uh, this I thought this was going to be a moment where he did that, where he's like, "Look, you know, I know I give you a lot of shit, but like, I know it's fucked up that I shouldn't read your journal, right? Like, I found this and I want to. I want that would have been a moral. This episode doesn't have one. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying like. This is the moment I was like, oh, my God, they're about to stick the landing. Oh, my God. And then they Whoops. fucking turn the trash. <laughs> and they slip on a banana peel by accident. As a side note, right? if those of you who do not immediately recognize the whole Sundari thing, later Nickelodeon project Hey Arnold featured a character whose entire deal was oh, just this man. trope. Uh-huh. Like, her whole yeah. deal was, yeah, nope, I publicly just hate the shit out of our protagonist so much, I'm definitely not secretly carrying a torch for him. We don't have, like, yeah. eight episodes about this. Yeah, you know, he's talking about Helga from Hey Arnold. Like, I, that said, Helga was fucking creeper. Like, oh, absolutely. She made, she made idols to Arnold out of his used bubble gum. Like, dude, Jesus Christ. She Is that weird? She probably wanted to stab Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to live inside of Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, I just choose to believe here that Doug is illiterate and he can't actually write, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he just scribbles just random like shapes and symbols into his journal. And he's like, "Dear journal, I had diarrhea in the shower." <laughs> oh my god. Well, we do see at the end of the episode, um, it intentionally, like after he gets his journal back and he feels great about it, we go back to Doug's room and he's writing in his journal again. We do see that intentionally, like they make his handwriting like super fucking shitty, right? And, but to me, like maybe he's just writing in like an Eldritch script and every yeah, time. No, Wingo every time hasn't failed writing. him for not being able to read the shit he writes yet. So no, call him bullshit. She just has pity on, she just has pity on him. She doesn't and know. We don't actually, either. the end of the year hasn't happened yet. We've never seen Doug's grades. Maybe he is failing. Yeah. Mm. Maybe all this shit on his permanent record is going to hold him back just like Roger. 
<laughs> he goes. Uh, he gives his parents his report card. He's like, "Mom, I got straight A's, and it's all F's because he can't <laughs> read." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got straight like drawings of Quail Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so we're back in Doug's room, and he's writing about how it's great to be back. Um, and so I also want to say that. So let's go into the premise that Doug can't read. Uh, in his room, we see that there are two books, and they're underneath like Porkchop's stereo system. He has two books. He has one book called Dictionary. <laughs> so mm. he has the dictionary. And two, he has a book called And Stuff. So like, I, those are like books that are probably he's never read before. He's never read the dictionary. Like, And Stuff is a weird title for a book. Mm. Maybe it's it just might pictures. Just, yeah exactly it's like a how to draw anime style book that my mom definitely bought for me a bunch for christmas when i grew up oh (laughs) (laughs) so then we're back in the room and uh pork chop is blasting music again and and it just there's no relation to this to the plot at all he's blasting the same song i think they were just like hey that was funny the first time totally let's do it again right Let's do a callback. <laughs> the callback is that Doug hated the dog rap last time. And Doug still hates the dog rap this time. <laughs> this isn't even shaped like a joke. Hey, in uh, this, we can relate to Doug. <laughs> hey, really quick. In the episode about Doug losing his journal, how did Doug lose his journal? Yes, and where did he lose it? <laughs> I don't, say. don't worry about it. I can't it. even get to that part. <laughs> This story like, he could have said to Roger, he could have said, where'd you find it? <laughs> Don't worry about it. That just, why would anyone care about the subject of this entire episode's tension? Yeah, they don't even address it. There is no moral, Ugh. there is no anything. There is a couple of hints towards something that could have been a story. But this episode is just, this is 11 minutes you don't get back. I mean, my takeaway from this is, like, unintended. Like, uh, he keeps his feelings so repressed that there's something to be ashamed of in this episode. And that's the that's the one takeaway you get from Doug, is that, like, keep all your feelings secret, otherwise it's going to be embarrassing for yeah, you. Like, but, and I think it's, it's, like, so fucked up. Yeah, we've talked... Like, yeah. Okay, you're supposed to have secret crushes, that's fine. But, like, he has a 12-minute panic attack because of it. And he doesn't re- nothing gets resolved. Yeah, we've touched on in the yeah. past. It was trying to do a decent thing insofar as it's normal to have anxious feelings. But the sidebar to that, because Jim Jenkins never learned how to deal with his own anxieties, is, yeah, it's normal to feel those anxieties. It's normal to keep them bottled up so high pressure that your entire every waking moment is a fantasy world of nightmares. What if somebody ever saw the things that I feel? Buddy, talk to someone. It's allowed. Otherwise, you will spend your nights screaming at your dog because you don't like his music choices because it's the one living thing you feel like you can talk down to. Tell us, this entire series spends three years telling boys that you should just have a secret crush and never... Never do anything about it. Never do anything, period. You should be ashamed of it. Exist in fear and shame and solitude, and occasionally your weird next-door neighbor will take you on a fishing trip. 
the point we're trying to make here is that it's okay to cry and you shouldn't be ashamed. It's okay to also write in a diary. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Do not (laughs) turning everything into this alpha and omega struggle of, oh no, what if someone else can tell I have an emotion? That's Doug, baby. That's Doug, baby. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> and in conclusion, this episode is horse shit. It's one of the worst ones I've seen so far. Yeah, you with say, you. You've said that three times so well, far. Well, <laughs> I think in the grand list of Doug episodes, like, this it's one is- the worst ones. This one is morally the worst one we've seen the, so far, insofar as if you try to find any moral here, the moral is monstrous. The other one, yeah. you could have a good moral out of the uh, Uncle Happy's old clown trunk one. There is, <laughs> you can read that one in a positive way. It's just that you can also read it negatively. There is no positive read on this episode. I, they got so close, though. They you know came they close, like, and they just decided to, oh, wait, we got dangerously close to a good idea. Time to swan dive into this pile of garbage. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do that again next week. <laughs> next week. Actually, uh, not the worst episode, quite honestly. I hope so. I hope so. Man. Uh, so we'll see you then, gentle viewer. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Have diarrhea in the shower. <laughs>